Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Wednesday, May 3rd. 2023. It's about 1130 in the morning here on the East Coast uh, of the United States. Here are your hot topics, and we have some very, very interesting and compelling ones for you today. One is an alleged attempted assassination of President Vladimir Putin by bombing his home in the Kremlin uh, with a drone. Pentagon leaks and what President Vladimir Zelensky knew or didn't know. Uh, Joe Biden sending U.S. troops to the border, a la Donald Trump. And how bad was the school lockdown shutdown for eighth graders on their history tests? We'll uh, start with President Putin. So we don't have clear information on this. One report is uh, that two drones uh, attempted to bomb a building in the Kremlin last night. Another report is that this happened over the weekend and the Russians have just revealed it. We're going to show you one of the two drones uh, in just a moment. Uh, One of the reports says that the drone had effectively been disabled electronically, whatever that means. And so by the time it struck the building in the Kremlin, and you'll see the explosion in just a moment, uh, it was uh, effectively neutered and couldn't hurt anyone. Now, the Kremlin itself is walled surrounded by a large, thick, tall stone and brick wall. It's obviously secured. It's protected. Inside the Kremlin are about 20 buildings, which form the heartthrob uh, of the Russian government. One of those buildings is the Russian White House. They don't call it the White House, but it's the residence of the president of Russia. It is a place where Vladimir Putin lives and sleeps at night. He was not in that building at the time these drones struck. So let me show you the clip that we have uh, of the uh, one drone. It appears to. Kremlin says that there were two of those. We only have the shot uh, of one of them. Uh, What do I think? I don't think this was a serious attempt to uh, assassinate President uh, Putin. Uh, If it was, it was amateurish. Uh, It was either done by rogue elements uh, intending to inform uh, the president that the Ukraine military can reach inside uh, the uh, Kremlin Uh, or it was done in an extremely uh, amateur fashion, or it wasn't done by the Ukrainians at all. It was done by the Russians as sort of a false flag uh, to justify either an assassination of President, uh, Ukrainian President Zelensky, 
or a more aggressive attack on the city of Kyiv and the government of Ukraine itself. Uh, it just seems to me that given the level of sophistication uh, of the Ukrainian military leadership and the level of sophistication of the Ukrainian intelligence, that if this was done by them, it was awfully sloppy and really didn't serve uh, any purpose. Where it's going to go, we don't know. President Putin hasn't said anything. One of the members of the Russian Duma, the uh, lower house of uh, parliament uh, in Russia has said it's, and Russia has said it's time to assassinate uh, President Zelensky. Uh, President Zelensky's government has denied responsibility for either of these drones. Again, we only showed you one. The Russians said there were two. One of the Russian reports said it happened Saturday. Today is Wednesday as I speak. One of the Russian reports said it happened overnight. I always end these these um, stories by saying more as we get it, but it's literally true in this case. Of course, more as we get it. Uh, the um, Biden administration hasn't said anything about this, and the Russian government hasn't said anything about this. Uh, the report of Saturday uh, was uh, leaked from Russian intel. <clears throat> the report of overnight is what the Russian media said. Uh, obviously, uh, more as we get it. To the Pentagon leaks. Now, you've heard me talk about this until you and I are blue in the face. These are the documents leaked allegedly by Jack Teixeira, the part-time uh, Massachusetts National uh, Guardsman who supposedly was leaking these documents to his buddies in his chat room. Uh, the documents apparently had been leaked since February of 22, which is the big 22 which is the beginning uh, of the Russian military uh, incursion uh, into Ukraine. Uh, the leaks weren't discovered or at least made public uh, until the end of March, just a little over a month ago. It's now the first week uh, in May. So what did the American government know and when did it know it? Well, whatever the American government knew and whenever the American government knew it, according to President Zelensky, it didn't tell him. Even though these uh, documents, if true, uh, are embarrassing to the Ukraine uh, government, I'll tell you why in a minute. According to President Zelensky, he learned about this like the rest of us did on the news. I don't know who broke the story first. I think it was the Washington Post. The Washington Post almost seems to have some sort of a inside in on this because they, they seem to be breaking the story daily with more and more um, uh, documents. We'll talk to Larry uh, Johnson later today about how uh, that could be happening. Of course, we're also going to talk to Larry Johnson uh, later today and hopefully Scott Ritter uh, later this week about whether or not this drone attempt is serious. But back to uh, President uh, Zelensky. When asked about this, a spokesperson for the White House said, we talked to our Ukrainian counterparts daily, and we don't discuss publicly what we talk to them about. That doesn't really uh, address uh, uh, the issue of what was known and when it was known. Look, the documents show that the American senior military command believes that Ukraine will lose this war and believes that the Ukraine uh, air defenses, which is the main uh, instrument of, of Vladimir Putin's military at this point, are substantially degraded and will be degraded down to zero uh, by the end of May, which is the end of this month, four weeks um, from uh, tomorrow. So that's what um, 
That's what the documents reveal. The United States government has not challenged the authenticity or the accuracy of the documents. On the contrary, to the contrary, uh, Admiral Kirby, John Kirby, who's the spokesperson for the National uh, Security uh, Agency or Administration, uh, National Security Council, which actually is in the West Wing of the White House, said, you believe this? Don't look at the documents. Well, don't look at them. When you tell somebody, if you want somebody to read something, tell them, don't look at it. Don't look at the documents. Why did he say, don't look at them? Because they're real, because they're authentic, because they're accurate, because they were prepared by senior military command for the highest levels of the American military, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, from whom we haven't heard a peep uh, about these documents. So we can only conclude, using reason and common sense, that the documents are real, that the American military command believes Ukraine is losing and will lose, uh, and that Russia has substantially and materially degraded uh, the Ukraine uh, air defenses and will have completed the total degradation of Ukraine's air defenses uh, by the end of May uh, or early June. You can't blame President uh, Zelensky uh, for being upset that he had to learn about this uh, on the news. We don't know what he since has learned. Uh, when asked what his opinion was of the American silence, he said, very interesting, if this were just Ukraine against Russia, I would tell President Putin what I think of him and what I think of the degradation of the Russian forces. But this is not Ukraine against Russia. Uh, this is Ukraine and its allies trying to expel Russia. And so I'm not going to be critical of one of our allies. Probably a good uh, and, uh, and a diplomatic answer. Uh, but needless to say, he was upset that he learned about this the way the rest of us did uh, from the news. To the Texas border, where Joe Biden has just ordered 1,500 active duty military to the Texas uh, border to uh, back up the Department of Homeland Security. So here's the uh, background. In the Trump administration, uh, the government used its authority, commonly referred to as Title 42, to uh, bar people from entering uh, the United States if they came from a country uh, where COVID was rampant. Without even testing this these people, it could just turn them away until the pandemic was over. When it did that, that obviously required fewer DHS personnel at the border because instead of processing people, instead of testing them for COVID, instead of asking them for their papers, instead of giving them a court date, instead of finding out why they're entering, instead of authenticating, uh, are you fleeing uh, tyranny or are you just looking for a better life? Can't blame them for either, but whatever it may be, instead of um, uh, doing all that, the DHS was just turning them away. Well, now that the uh, CDC, the Center for Disease Control, and the Biden administration have concluded that the COVID uh, pandemic in America is over, there are still some people sick uh, with COVID. I have a very good friend uh, who is. She's doing well, uh, but she's uh, quarantining until she and her um, uh, family are, are released by the doctors that they're no longer um, contagious. Nevertheless, the government has concluded the government has concluded, not medical science, the government has concluded that the pandemic is over. Aha, once the pandemic is over, 
then the government no longer has its authority under Title 43 to turn people away because of COVID. So now it must begin to process whoever wants to come into uh, the United States. And remember of a law, if they are fleeing oppression, if they are looking for asylum under the law enacted by Republicans and Democrats, signed into law by Ronald Reagan, the government must accept them. If they are fleeing prosecution in their country, the government doesn't have to accept them. If they are sick, the government doesn't have to accept them. If they're coming here looking for a better life, like my grandparents did, three of my four grandparents, uh, the government doesn't have to accept them. If they fit within the quota from the uh, the country from which they are coming, if there's no uh, belief of uh, of sickness, then the government ought to begin processing them. To make this longer story a little more uh, precise, the government will need more human beings at the border to do all this processing. Will the troops be doing the processing? No. Will the troops be armed? Yes. Will the troops be seen by the migrants? Theoretically, no. The troops won't be literally at the border, but a little back from the border. This is the way President George W. Bush used the military there. This is the way President Barack Obama used the military there. This is the way President Donald Trump used the military there. This is the way President Joe Biden says he will use the military there. Back from the border, probably uh, a mile or so, so they can't be seen. This doesn't look like they're going to shoot people. Uh, performing ministerial tasks, recording information, uh, securing buildings, uh, acquiring uh, supplies, office supplies, food supplies, bedding, things uh, of that uh, nature. So as to free up the DHS employees who normally were doing that so they can go to the border to do all the processing. What's interesting is Uh, Joe Biden, of course, said he would never send troops to the border. Now he is confronting uh, reality, doing what his predecessor did. And of course, when his predecessor, President Trump, did it, uh, then former Vice President Biden was a critic of it, as were a lot of liberals. Uh, But the chickens have come home uh, to roost. The government recognizes that with this surge of migrants now expected, because the migrants know that the government can't unilaterally turn them away because of COVID, they're going to come to try and get into the country. And the government, in order to make this uh, orderly and and peaceful and not catastrophic, needs more human beings at the border. And the president has decided to send the military secretary of uh, defense Austin has signed the documents, and as I speak, the military is on its way to the Texas border. 1,500 troops. Trump Trump had 2,500. We'll see if Joe Biden decides to send more. How bad were the school lockdowns during COVID? I, I hate that word. I wrote a piece about that word. It's a prison word. When, when there's a catastrophe or a potential catastrophe or an escape from a prison, the prisoners are put on lockdown. They're put in their cells and they can't come out for any reason unless it's a matter of life uh, and death. 
That's the origin of the word lockdown. And I despised when it was used to apply to uh, Americans, people living in America, school children, people wanting to go to church or, uh, or synagogue uh, or a mosque uh, on a weekend or even a weekday. Lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. This was used by the governors who became tyrants uh, when they uh, wouldn't let us go about our daily business. I've said before, and I'll say it again, I think this was a dry run to see how the government could control people by scaring the daylights out of them. And from the government's perspective, it worked. Some of the uh, more draconian governors, uh, like my own in New Jersey, Phil Murphy, have said, eh, we may have gone a little too far. May have gone a little too far. We challenged you uh, at the time. I have expected the state police, many of whom are my friends, to knock on my front door saying the governor wants to take us in. And I would say, wait, we need the cameras to view this. I'm being a little uh, snarky here. Now, by closing down the schools and having the students supposedly learn from home via Zoom, at least in the state of New York, this has had a catastrophic effect on the ability of the students to learn because eight graders in history and civic tests recorded record lows, record low scores, uh, which were just revealed uh, yesterday, uh, scores of uh, uniform test given to all eighth graders in public schools uh, in the state of New York. A perfect score would have been 500. The average score was 258. That's failure. You remember uh, the, the grading system that we all used when we were in school. You know, an A was in the, in the 90s and a B was eh, low 90s, uh, high 80s, and a C was mid 80s to high uh, 70s, and a D was uh, 70s, and an E was below uh, 60. At least that's what it generally translated to. So you now have scores where the average, the average was failure. The average was an F. This is on history and civics. Who is the president? How does the president get elected? What's the difference between a state court and a federal court? What does an appeals court uh, do? Who is George Washington? What is the Declaration of Independence? What is the Constitution of the United States? Who writes the laws for the United States? These are very, very basic questions that eighth graders in New York, after two years of no school, compelled by the government, attempting to teach them via Zoom uh, at home. These are, are dramatically lower uh, scores. Uh, 31% uh, were failure. The average was just a little above failure. So failure is 60 is 60 or uh, percent uh, or below. So failure here uh, was 31 percent of all the students that took it, but the average was a D because the students didn't learn because the government wouldn't let them learn because the government that we elected turned on us and became tyrants and wouldn't let us go to work, and wouldn't let us go to the supermarket, and wouldn't let us go to school. Oh, they let you go to massage parlors and liquor stores. Remember all that? 
God, I remember boasting that the then, since is retired, Roman Catholic bishop in Northwest New Jersey, uh, where I live, basically told Governor Murphy to go take a hike. The Catholic churches were open and mass would be said on Sundays and mass would be said on weekdays for those who go during the week as well. Within 24 hours of my saying that on Fox News at the time, within 24 hours uh, of my saying that, five state troopers showed up at the residence of this bishop saying, we have orders from the governor to bring you in if the Catholic churches are not closed by tomorrow. And he closed them. That's what the government was like in those days. The schools had already been closed. All of your tax dollars to support school teachers was done to them talking into a computer uh, over Zoom rather than truly educating the students. And now we know how poor all that education was. All right. More as we get it on all of this, we will be watching the um, events uh, out of the Kremlin. Was this real or not? I don't think it was. Larry Johnson uh, here at 2.30 this afternoon Eastern. And that's the very first question uh, that I will ask him. More as we get it. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom.